Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Dave and Jacqueline bring you up close and personal to the innovators, contributors, and creative minds in and around technology today. Visit their website at www.technologyexpresso.com. There you will find their broadcast with guests from all across the technology spectrum, their social media handles, and related content. So sit back with Dave and Jacqueline as they serve up Technology Expresso fast, hot, and intense. And hello and good Monday morning to everyone. Oh, well... You know what? It's lunchtime. I, I just somewhere it's morning. So good morning, afternoon, <laughs> evening to all of our listeners. This is Jacqueline Sanders Blackman with Technology Expresso, and we're ready for our next installment, uh, the, the series to go along with the Pink Tech. It's kind of a pre-conference uh, tidbits for you, and also for those who attended last year's Pink Tech Summit in Atlanta. This is an opportunity to continue the conversation and make sure that you're making good progress. So when we meet again September 30th of 2016 for the Pink Tech Summit, you can be one of our success stories. So uh, my guest today that I want to say hello to is Felicia Phillips, known as the Pink Mogul. Hello, Felicia. Jacqueline, always a pleasure to be with you. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great and excited about our show, our topic. Um, so let's just get into it. And also want to say shout-outs to Javon, who is manning our telephones. If you're on the phone line with us and you want to jump in and ask a question or make an observation, all you have to do is press 1. So thank you for joining us, whether you're online or on the telephone. So let's let's talk about So this is our second part of the series. In the first part, our theme was be honest with yourself because we talked about all the hard work, and then you can go to the archives and listen to that. Now we're going to talk about, so you've got a great idea, maybe it's a hobby, um, your family's been ramping and raving about it, and now you're thinking, maybe I could go into business. Maybe this could be the next step in my progression. I, maybe someday I'll leave corporate America or my, my job, and I'll start a business. So the reality is, is I think step two is you need to pause and make sure, can you make money? <laughs> so, Belisa, <laughs> I'm going to let you kind of kind of have you kind of give your initial thoughts on it about that thought process and that point where you have to really ask yourself those hard questions. Okay, thanks, Jacqueline. So here's what I'm thinking. You know, before you even uh, decide whether or not you should go into business, the first thing you need to think about is what are you willing to sacrifice? Because anything worth having, anything where you're looking at leaving a legacy, um, changing people's lives, you know, I always ask people, what do you what do you want the world to know about you? What do you what do you want? How do you want to connect with people? So before you can even get into it, you've got to have a clear um, vision 
and a clear idea of what am I willing to sacrifice? Time? Am I willing to sacrifice my time? Am I willing to be uncomfortable? Am, am I willing to sacrifice my family? Because that, that happens. Um, there are so many different factors that go into that. So that's one thing. The second thing is, do you have a plan? Uh, you can't haphazardly come out here and think that just because you have this great idea that it's going to flourish. You've got to do some research first. So what I say is for your competitors, look at what your competitors are doing and then decide what makes you different from your competitors. Because if you don't know who you're competing against, then you don't have, you don't know, you know, how to position yourself in the marketplace. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, back to what you said, what are you willing to do? What are you willing to sacrifice? Because you've got to do your homework. You can't just jump out there. Um, and, and even, you know, when you have families uh, ranting and raving, and, and I've seen this many times, that's why I say that, about how good, uh, you know, one of the big craze now is uh, going into cupcakes. And I see cupcake shops popping up here, there, and everywhere. And I'm thinking from a business analyst perspective, you know, at some point, you know, the, only the strong are going to survive and those who differentiate and separate themselves and also make sure that you're not just going out there on a trend, and if that is a trend, you need to be looking for what's the next trend. Otherwise, it'll peter out just like I, I've seen some other uh, ways and dips in different markets and different sectors. Um, so all that said, you need to under understand. And you know what, Felicia, one of the things that I've talked to people about, because sometimes I find people that they want to go in a whole different market than they maybe have experience in. So they're a great cook, so they want to open a restaurant. But, I, you know, one of the things I say, and this is humbling, but I think it's important, is go work in a restaurant. Not just, you know, um, just to be working, but also to observe the what, what's working and what's not working. I think that that's a great takeaway. Have you, have you ever um, talked to anyone in, in that kind of situation where they're going into totally new territory? Absolutely. I mean, if you look at uh, the greats like Truett Cathy, um, Dave with Wendy's. If you look at all of those people, guess what they did? They worked in the industry first. So they went, they got a job, they looked at, okay, because there's, there's so many factors when you go into business. One, what's your vision? Two, who are you serving? Three, when you start, when you do things like restaurant, you got to look at supply and demand, your supply chain, who are your vendors, you know, what's your markup? What's your what's going out the door every month, right? Your growth versus your net. How are you going to market to people, right? And so if you if you take the chance, and even if you took a part time job in the industry that you want to go into with a company that's doing it well, it's almost like a mentorship, if you will, because then you can see everything that it takes to make that company run, and then you can um, take that plan and then make it work for your business, create your own plan uh, that works for you. But if you're going into an industry that you have no idea about, I'm going to ask you why you're even going in too. <laughs> why are you doing it? Because at the end of the day, um, I always ask people, what do people come to you for? What, what do they come to you for? Because eight times out of ten, that's probably what you need to be doing, and that's what you need to make a business out of. 
That that is so so true, and and I'll have to share, you know, and like I said, as our audience is listening, maybe some of this resonates with you. Maybe you have an example and want to jump in, and so you can always call our our number at seven one four eight 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 seven five zero six and press one. Love to to talk with you, um, because I'm 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 gonna throw out a couple of examples that I can think of, and one for example um, was. Someone that wanted to be uh, go into opening a hair salon, a whole beauty boutique and, and that type of thing. And they're, back to your point, their motivation is they make a lot of money. Um, so I thought that that, and I'm a, honestly, that's not even the, the first person. A lot of people look in the beauty industry and, and that type of thing. Not, you know, they, they had a daytime corporate job, um, but looking at the outside, just thought, oh, they make a lot of money. I want to go into that. So that was very interesting to me, <laughs> but at the same time a, a little bit, you know, disturbing too. But I think it's back to what you said is, and, and, and tell me your thoughts and your experience. Some people just think about I want to make a lot of money, and a lot of people, just as many people have failed in owning beauty salons that have succeeded, and it's always looks easier from the the outside. So that that's what some mm-hmm. of the people that I know that I've come across. Have you come across similar? Yeah, I mean, I get that all the time. But here's the thing. You can never let money be your motivation for going for a particular business, okay? Yes, we want to be debt-free. We want to live a particular lifestyle. We want to be free, right? But if money is the motivation, you're probably not going to stick to it. Because what happens is when things are well, the money's coming in, you're happy, right? But then you hit, in every business you have peaks and valleys. And when the money's not there, that's when your passion has to kick in, right? And so if you don't have that and you're strictly there for the money, guess what's going to happen when the money's not there? You're going to leave. Mm-hmm. You're going to lay it down. You don't have any commitment to it. But if you're doing what you're passionate about, you can move through the valleys. You, you, the peaks are great, right? You embrace them. But when you're in the valley, your your creativity and your passion begin to kick in. And so sometimes you can wait out until it comes back again. But if you're just there for the money, what's the real commitment? That that is so true, uh, you, you know a- absolutely. Because uh, and let's be honest, especially when you're in that startup, that ramp up, there are going to be a bunch of uh, bumps and bruises and missteps and frustrations. Um, I see it all the time. Whether it's people building websites or opening business, they think that they can uh, build it up and they will come. And if you don't do some of the other steps to make people know that you're even on the map or on the web, they won't come. And so they, they sit there, and you, like you said, they close down. You know, I've seen 30 days, 60 days, 90 days after a huge buildup uh, to introduce something, and then when this rush of people and money don't come through the door, they're they're packing up. So, you know, mm-hmm. that that's also and, – and, you know, it, it's interesting – because sometimes people use, you know, talk about, I've heard people talk about 
different endeavors that they've done, um, some completely unrelated. And that starts being an indicator to me that you're just trying to go for quick or fast money. But if you're looking for sustain and longevity, because um, otherwise you're just going to start just throwing your money to the wind. You might as well play the lottery and, you know, hope to win big if you want to do that, in my opinion. But I could be, you know, that that's my opinion, but, um, you know, that's my my suggestion. You know, real people um, that want to be entrepreneurs and want to be business owners, there has to be a love and a passion. And a term that you use, Felicia, that I really like is heart center. You always talk about yeah. your heart center mission. Um, share share what I always say about that. Yeah, so the heart center mission is your why. It's why you do what you do, why you connect with people, what you want to be known for. And so for me, I always say that my heart-centered mission is to help female entrepreneurs build their businesses, grow their clients and their income so they can live the lifestyle that they dream about, that they envision for themselves. And so when I think about our discussion today of going from employee to employer or entrepreneur, some, here are some questions that I want you to ask yourself. First, why do you even want to go into business for yourself, right? Because it's, it's important to truly understand the answer to the question before you can even get started. The next question is this. Are you running away from a bad situation with your current employee? Because if you're running now, you'll always be running. The, the next one is think about this. Are you burned out? in your current situation, right? Are you burned out in your current career? And are you desiring to do something different with your life? And if so, what is it? Do you have a burning desire? And this is where their heart-centered piece comes in. You really have to have a burning desire because entrepreneurship isn't nine to five. It is 24-7. I can attest to that. You never get a day off. I don't even know what that is, right? I remember uh, one of the greats, uh, a gentleman that I really respected when I was younger, uh, Norman Vincent Peale. He said, those who are fired with an enthusiastic idea and who allow it to take hold and dominate their thoughts find that new worlds open up for them. As long as enthusiasm holds out, so will new opportunities. I cannot tell you how my passion for what I do, my enthusiasm for what I do is what opens doors, is what creates opportunities. It's what allows me to connect with people because sometimes your platform doesn't have to be all that great, but if your passion is there, if your enthusiasm is there, if people like and believe in what you do, guess what? they're willing to work with you. They're willing to help you through the valley, right? So the last question is this. Are you committed to do whatever it takes to be a successful entrepreneur? And it's that part that whatever it takes, because it takes a lot to get what most people only dream about. That is so... That is so true. I mean, I hope everybody had pen and paper. Otherwise, you're going to be playing this show back a couple of times. 
to write those down. I mean, that's that's in in a nutshell. That could be the show. <laughs> but 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 those are, those are just really some very hard questions. And you know, I I, I think about you personally, and and just uh, I think it was last Tuesday the kickoff of the um, Pink Preneur uh, Institute, and we definitely want to talk about that. But your energy, and it radiated through the room. And, and I'll, I'll tell people, even if they look at the pictures, you can feel something coming off of that those pictures because you yes. really energized that room, and you, your, your passion was there. And, and people could come to events like that and think that this just came together overnight. <laughs> so you might yeah. say, I'll let you expand upon that because I think that some people see – the results, but they don't understand the journey, so to speak. But but I'll let you yeah. share what it was like, you know, from your perspective. You know, uh, I have a favorite story um, in the Bible. is uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And it talks about them, you know, being in the fire. Yet when they came out, they didn't smell like smoke, nor had they been singed. And I oftentimes liken myself to them because it's the late night, the going to bed at 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning and being right back up at 6, 630. Um, it's people telling you they're going to help you and they never show up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's at the end of the day, what you have to realize is this. It's your vision. It's not everybody else's vision. And so everybody else is not going to see it. They're not going to be committed to it. But there will be those that are committed, that do want to help, right? And it's never easy. Anything worth having, I mean, we've heard that time and time again, anything worth having is never easy. And that is so true. I mean, I could dress it up and I could give you some quotes, you know, but at the end of the day it's this. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of late hours. It's a lot of me missing events with my kids that I would love to be there but I'm committed. And that's why I say, how committed are you? You know, it's very easy for me to say, oh, I can't do that because my son has this, or I can't do that because uh, my husband says I have to go over here, right? But the truth of the matter is this. My family and the people around me understand my level of commitment. You see, I didn't just get into this. I've been into this for more than two decades, right? And so you don't just quit, when it's convenient. You don't just stop because you don't feel like it. You know, there are days, I mean, I have, um, man, I, I've hurt my body. I've done all kind of stuff. You know, you, it looks glamorous, but it, it's just not that glamorous. But it's so worthwhile, if that makes sense. No, no. And and those who who understand what you're saying, they get it. You, you know, you, you really yeah. have to. Those who don't, who say, "Well, what does she, what does she mean?" Then you you need to ask some hard questions, um, or you need to to get some coaching to to really get you in the right direction. Because don't don't get out there and spend a bunch of money. Like I said, might as well buy lottery tickets because um, you right. if you really because <laughs> you will throw away a lot of money, and it all may have started right here at step two, where you weren't asking you know the the hard questions. Um, yeah, and and that's one of the things. Something else you said that I thought was important too is that uh, people who are currently on their jobs sometimes they're running away from something or they're burnt out with something. And 
I, I um, have had workers, and, and I'm watching them, and and even, you know, colleagues, and we're talking about things that are going on at work, and they're always saying what they're not going to do. They're doing the bare minimum. They, you know, <laughs> if they can skip and skim, they do as much as possible, you know. And I'm thinking it's not just a reflection. Either you haven't had the initiative to either find another position or this is a work ethic and style, and it will carry over. So I don't know, what, what, you know, if you've had the same thoughts, but I know that, you know, me being in corporate America and having made that transition to entrepreneur, uh, and, you know, my work ethic that I had when I was in corporate America, I've done, you know, the, the 10, 12, you know, 14-hour days, and then – there was a period of time when I had to do both, and and we'll talk about that too, where I had to kind of straddle between doing a full day and giving my all because they were paying me, but at the same time coming home and uh, doing another full eight hours to get the business where it needed to be for me to make that that transition. But, you know, know, when I talked about people and their their work ethics, you know, would, would you have anything to add or say about that? Yeah, your work ethic better be stellar because there is nobody to hold you accountable. If you don't do it in the job that you're in, what makes you think that you're going to do it when there's nobody looking over you? Okay, so if if you're used to cutting corners, just getting by, this isn't for you. This isn't for you uh, because – you have to be your best at all times. You have to perform at all times because people want to do business with people they like, people they deem to be successful, and people that they know are going to be there. You know, people, sometimes you can come out in your business and you think, wow, nobody's paying me any attention. I'm not getting the clients I want. But a lot of times people just want to know that you're going to be around that you're just not here today, gone tomorrow. And so you've got to have commitment, passion, good work ethic. Um, for me, I, I, I definitely, definitely say my work ethic uh, came from my father. My father uh, worked just like I do, almost 24-7. Um, he always made time for us, but he was always committed to his business. He was very successful. And he always treated and greeted everyone with a smile, uh, with good humor, was very attentive. Uh, but he would always, you know, uh, be looking at new ways to uh, stay relevant because, uh, you know, you go through cycles in your business. There are cycles. And uh, the cycle that you don't always stay in is prosperity, right? And so if you're not, if you don't have a good work ethic, it, you're not going to be able to last through the four cycles of your business. Exactly, exactly. You you know, um, uh, just like you said, because you are every role in the company, including the face of the company, a lot of times you do. You do have to have that, that you have to be on, you have to have energy. You know, it's interesting enough, uh, another thing that I sometimes see is, Again, back to that, what I was talking about, when people on their current jobs and they're talking about what they don't like and what they don't do and and how they get by, and then that's the same person. They want to start a business, 
and want you to <laughs> um, support them and or, you know, patronize them. And I'm thinking, okay, I know what your follow-through technique is. So you have to watch your, your, your brand should be consistent along the line. People should know that you're of integrity and, and have good follow-up and commitment and, and um, because otherwise – you know, you're gonna. People are gonna look at you sideways. That you go out into business mm-hmm. and they they've seen you start and stop things and not complete them or finding ways to to um, slight things. Because then I'm thinking you might bring that over into the business. So people are watching you even before you launch that business. So just make sure you know your your house is in order. Your because it's, mm-hmm. it's your you are the image. You are the brand. Whatever you want to name your company uh, when you're a startup when you're a small business you too you know are the brand and and i think felicia uh it's clear you you've got that on lock you know as you created the the pink mobile yeah and i want to say this too stuff happens right in life and it's going to happen in your business sometimes you can have the best intentions and things just not work out the way maybe that you will want them to right just be honest about that Things happen, life happens, um, and if I mean we look at big corporations, right, that make mistakes, right, or they don't uh, they don't live up to a particular sale or a brand that they put out, um, or some type of marketing campaign that they may have put out. But at the end of the day, you're still going to be held responsible, and so you have to look at the fact that. Because let me, let me tell you what made me say that is I don't want people to think that when you go into business, everything is going to be perfect. And even though we're talking about it, it's not going to be perfect and there, you're going to have to work really hard. You have to be prepared when things don't work out the way you want them to, okay? Mm-hmm. And you've got to be woman enough or man enough to say, listen, I, I had great intentions. This didn't work out. Here's what I'm willing to do. Right, because exactly. those days come too. Those days come too. Exactly, and and that's 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 in fact is integrity. Integrity doesn't mean that you're able to deliver perfectly every time. Um, but like you said, if you're not able to deliver, it's not about. And I can tell you about a present day case. You know, people not answering the phone. They start avoiding you. They're not replying. Just still have customer service at the very least if you're not able to make whether a de- deadline or whatever the case may be. And like you said, say this is what I can do. I, I may not be able to do that, but I can do that, and and have that conversation. That that's that's mm-hmm. integrity in itself. So, you know, I can completely – and like you said, people by, you know, are, are more than not the case are willing to work with you. A lot of it just comes down to communication, letting them know, giving them a heads up, telling them in advance, you know, that type of mm-hmm. thing. Um, Absolutely. So, no, I, I totally get your, your point there. Um you know, you don't have to be perfect, uh, and there will be some things that, whether it's in your control or not, you can't always uh, do it. And like I said, big corporations, they do it all the time. So, but um, that I think that's a great point, so thank you for that. You know, let me let me circle back a little bit, too, because we were talking about it's at the point you've got something and you're ready to, to put it out there, and the, the question is about, 
the can you make money off of it? Because again, if people are thinking someday I'd like to leave my day job, you've got to have kind of like that balance sheet between what you currently make and what will sustain your lifestyle or what lifestyle you you're you're willing to um, live. Because in some cases, you need you have to kind of downsize a little bit in order to for the benefit of the launching a business. But at the same time, is how much can you make? So, you know, for example, if you're selling candles, you know, at a dollar each, and then, and I think people a lot of times forget, um, they see money coming in, but they have to remember you've got to invest a lot of that initial money back in the business initially. I mean, have you seen that as well? Yeah, so let, let, let's, I'm going to tell everybody to get your pen and pad on this one. So basically what you're saying is I have a product or service that I want to get out to the public can I monetize it? So what I'm going to assume at this point is that you have enough of a foundation, right, that you can start testing the market to see uh, what it is that you're capable of doing. So what I want to tell you is some really inexpensive and creative ways to do that. So the first thing you could do is get involved, like if you have a local chamber of commerce, um, any small business groups like the Pinkpreneur Network <laughs> or anything <laughs> like that. You want to, any uh, business expos uh, can be expensive. So if it's a local one that maybe is not so expensive and you can display your product and service, you know, get into that. Farmer's market for people who are food-related will be a good one to go and test your product. Because what you want to do is you want to see if people really want what you have to offer. And you don't want to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to only find out that you need to go back to the drawing board. The other thing you could do is drive traffic to your through, to your website through Facebook ads. Um, you could create a very simple Facebook ad uh, with a cap budget, you know, that you can begin to put out and see what type of response you get back. Another thing you can do is uh, you can set up Google AdWords accounts, uh, get you a budget. To that, and you can just test and see if traffic is going to your website. There are really inexpensive ways that you can test your product or service and see is there a demand for it. And then, if there is a demand, can you meet it? Exactly, exactly. Awesome, and and, and so, so great advice. And um, you know, it's. it's Test, test, test. You know, get out there and, and just like we talk about, if you want to perfect something, you practice when you have a product or a service, you get out there and you do your test case. As a matter of fact, you know, speaking of which, you know, through the Pinkpreneur and Pink Tech uh, Institute, we offer classes, for example. I'm developing yes, uh, material for a, a new class. So I actually am looking for a few test students to run my material by uh, to see if they, just like you said, I need to some business women and I need to run it by them and um, see if it hits the mark. And for me, with it being uh, training material, I can tweak it uh, along. But it is actually around the whole business analysis for entrepreneurs, uh, specifically for entrepreneurs. So 
uh, that said, so shameless plug, sorry about that, but it's no, completely let's get, in let's line. Women. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely in line. So if you're interested and want to know more information, I do have a couple of slots. If you want to go through my beta class for a, a, a quick uh, run through and give me feedback on the material, um, you send an email to technologyexpresso at gmail.com. And if you if you have a, a Felicia, is there do you have a email or how you would like people to best contact you? Oh, yeah, real simple. They can uh, send the information to Felicia, F-E-L-I-C-I-A, at FeliciaPhillips.com, or you can go to FeliciaPhillips.com and send an email through the website. Um, and Jacqueline, if you'll, if you'll send me what you're going to cover in that beta class, we'll be happy to get you some students for your class. Awesome. Absolutely, absolutely excited. Um, let, let's talk about also, you know, um, a lot of women, There, there's. It, it's really kind of tricky because um, especially when you're offering a service, because let's say if you're, you're offering a product, you need to do your market analysis, you need to see what other comparables look like. When you're offering services, sometimes that's a that's a little bit different. And I know that that you've probably, and I know for sure you've encountered Felicia, where some people actually undervalue themselves. They're giving they're giving away their service. They're they're not making uh, what they what they should. You know, just maybe being hesitant or um, maybe not being secure in themselves in that respect. And and I'm sure maybe in some of your coaching, maybe you even experienced that. Can can you share with us, or do you have some thoughts sure. on that? Absolutely. So number one, you got to know what it is you want to make at the end of the day, right? So if I'm going out for five hours to a class or a workshop, um, and I'm using five hours as an example, then in my mind I know, and I'm just throwing this out here, I want to make $3,000, right? Just, I'm just throwing that out there. And it could be whatever number you want it to be, as long as you're clear about what that number is. So you could do this a couple of ways. You could do it per student, per hour, whatever it takes for you to get to the number that you need. Now, when it comes to are you too much, are you too low, you've got to do your research in the marketplace. So remember I said you've got to go back and look at who's your competition, what are they charging for their services, and do you meet what they're offering? Are you offering less? You know, how do you compare to your competitors? Because that's what's going to drive people to you. What what separates you? You know, if you offer this unique service or if your delivery is so much better than your competitors, then you may charge a little bit more. The other thing is you don't want to charge so low that if you have to negotiate, you don't have a place to negotiate from. So I'd rather see you start a little bit higher and have room to negotiate than to place yourself low, so low that you're losing, and it's not you're not servicing yourself or your client. Absolutely, absolutely, and you're not going to be able uh, to sustain long term. Uh, and so, like you said, you won't be there for your clients. So yeah, you have to look at um, that. And if you know in the current marketplace, and, and this is something that you you said. Um, that I just want to repeat is it's all about differentiating yourself. What's that thing that you can do to demand that extra dollar, not just what everyone else is making? And sometimes it's just as obvious as customer service. 
Um, you know, <laughs> there, there's nail salons all over the place. So, you know, when you see someone open up a new nail salon, I'm thinking, are you mad? But at the same time, if you make a woman come out and make it an experience, that could be the the differentiator um in what you do and what others you know so or you know the the big thing too is being mobile and going places you know if you had a traveling salon there's just different twists that you can do you know look for that that new twist because that's the thing that um can make you you different and that's where you can demand more because people are looking for convenience that that's a main, you know that's a big uh, a big part of it too, and and that that takes me to uh, another question, which is sometimes people are not targeting the right audience, and so therefore they can't demand a certain price point, so they're thinking that's all they're worth, and so what, talk talk to us about uh, any examples or that, that you've had around that or thoughts. Yeah, well. When you go into business, you've got to know who you're going to be selling your product or service to. And so what you have to do is you have to look at who is your who is your ideal client, you know, who's in your tribe, who wants what you have to offer. Uh, if you're not clear about that, then you're going to be missing the mark consistently. So you have to look at things like, um, you know, the gender uh, the age range, you know, the geographical location, their income, their buying habits. You want to look at all of that because these are factors that gonna, that are going to affect who you sell to. So you've got to be clear about who's in your tribe, who wants to buy from you, who wants what you have to offer. Exactly, exactly. I, I, I know, you know, for example, someone wanting to open up, uh, uh, again, I go back to hair salon, and I've had people open up shoes, salons, different, uh, you, you know, um, different venues. And one of the things is when pol- selecting your location, you know, we talk about in real estate, location, 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 um, you know, sitting there day after day from open to close and watching the traffic. Who is coming in? Who is coming out? Who's coming out with bags? Who's just window browsing? What does that foot traffic look like? Um, you don't want to find out after you've got a location that you have no foot traffic. And I've, I've seen, again, things open and close because they didn't do a little bit of research. The rent looks good. But at the same time, sometimes if you want to add, if you want to ask for more dollar wise, you've got to make sure you're in the location where they are. You got to go to the customers, Absolutely. especially early on. <laughs> Absolutely. But, Absolutely. Location is really important, and you know, you're, the thing about location is you got to do your demographic right before you even decide on a particular building, especially if you're going to be location based. Uh, one, because those are the most expensive businesses. So you want to make sure that you're in an area where uh, your ideal customer is going to walk into your door. Exactly, exactly. Now, now let me, you know, I, I want to pause too because uh, clearly if those who are on the, the phone and uh, whether you're listening to us live or later on you hear this uh, and listen through the call on the archives, um, one of the things I wanted to point out too, 
um, is that clearly you can tell Felicia has a wealth of information. She's been doing this for over 20 years. She's been an entrepreneur. So it's one thing that you, you get coaching and advice for someone that's been an entrepreneur, but a lot of them are um, discovering as they go themselves. They're still in that initial phase. If someone's been doing this for 20 years and sustaining, they've got some stories, not just stories, but they've got some experience, some knowledge. Um, and, Felicia, you know, one of the things I wanted you to share is, it's great that they're listening to all this free information online, but at the same time, there's still information, especially when you need to find out specific to your scenario, and that's where the coaching comes in. So talk to the audience a little bit and educate them about there's a time to grab. You can only get so much from free information, and part of the investment is investing in your own self um, and really laying out and having someone critique your specific scenario. So I'll let you talk to that. Sure. So one of the beautiful things uh, about having a coach is that they're going to be able to, one, help you reduce your learning curve. Um, and I think that's one of the most expensive lessons um, and, and reasons why you need a business coach. Because what happens is if you don't have somebody – to curb the hurt, um, the inexperience that you bring to the table. A coach is going to take you outside of your comfort zone. It's, they're going to give you a an outsider's perspective, a different perspective than your own, um, and you need that because most times you live in your own forest. And so you think that everything you do and everything you say is absolutely wonderful, and sometimes it's not realistic. So that's one area um, a coach is going to be able to help you with. Uh, the other area is exposing you to uh, their resources that they have. For me, uh, I have a lot of resources, a lot of relationships, and so I'm able to connect my clients with the right people, um, give them information that they can't readily receive on their own. Um, and so you're, you want your coach to be resourceful. Um, they're going to save you a lot of money. Let me say it again. They're going to save you a lot of money. So it's worth the investment because I have people who come in here and they have one idea, right? One way they're going to get paid, one thing they're going to sell. But by the time we finish, guess what they have? Multiple streams of income. So a good coach is going to really show you how to make money and how to do it in a way that it is sustainable. That's just a couple of things that a coach can do for you. <laughs> Absolutely. And if they, they go to your website, um, they'll get even more information about that. And the, the one caveat is um, when you go out there to look for a coach, again, shop around, do some comparison, because not all coaches are created equal. Um, I see a lot of them. They're all over the uh, Twitter, that's for sure, but not all coaches are created equal. So make sure you get a quality coach. And the great thing is Felicia is actually here in Atlanta, but you're not limited to Atlanta. You fly all oh, around. absolutely not. Yeah, I have clients all over the U.S., um, and then I also take clients via video conferencing uh, as well. So, no, you don't have to be located in Atlanta. Um, I do go see uh, my VIP clients. I, I get on a plane and go see them. They bring me to where they are. Uh, but, like I said, I also offer video conferencing as well. And then I have an office here in Atlanta in the Cobb Galleria area. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And so I think I think again, you know, uh thanks to all of the the internet and the world wide web so to so to speak is that people have access to people and knowledge and it doesn't have to be just in your area you know we're in Atlanta we're very privy <laughs> and positioned you know in a place where there's a lot of uh people and knowledge and experience and uh people going you know doing things to better themselves so a great place mm-hmm. to connect with people, but people are all over and in some place in some cases isolated and um Absolutely. don't have that so i i I'm glad and and welcome them because that's that's the type of audience we even want to attract on technology express so uh we want to get information out that's what we're we're about being an information accelerator, just getting it out there, mm-hmm. getting the exposure. To help connect the dots worldwide, so um, just really excited, and, and that's why this is all about uh, educating you and um, giving you more information. And again, Absolutely. time is our show. We were almost down to our last fifteen minutes. We're going for an hour today, so I want you to know: don't hold off. If you do have questions, um, if you are not ready to get on uh, the air and ask uh, questions, you can also send me an email after the show and we will incorporate it into our next episode. This is an ongoing series. Every two weeks, Felicia and I will be back. And this is all part of what will go into a workbook that we are going to create that will help you uh, go through the 12 steps from end to end in the workbook of going from employee to entrepreneur. So you can listen and gather information, and then as soon as we push that workbook out, you'll have that to also help you document and make sure that you keep going on your path. Um, because, you know, that that's one thing, too, is that becoming an entrepreneur, for some people can be, you can feel very isolated. You feel like, you know, you don't have people around you that are doing the same thing or even feel the same vision or passion that you have. So it feels very isolated. And I think that's so the reason why, why it's so important to have these different, you know, a coach, a network, um, even an online, there's different groups that you can, can join so that you can have that, that feedback. Otherwise, I think, you know, you'll get isolated and before you know it, uh, you're ready to quit. And, and that, you know, is a big concern. Is that Sometimes people just quit too soon. They think that, again, they're going to build it, people just are going to show up or uh, start going to their website online. So do you, do you find that a lot in your conversations, people just giving up too soon? Yeah. Well, you know, everybody um, isn't built for the race, right? You have to train for the race. You have to train your mind, your body. Um, and for some people, is that's why you don't. Everybody's not an entrepreneur. It's, it's just not for some people um, because they don't want to make the sacrifice. Um, and so that's fine. I mean, it takes all kind of people to run the world. But I, I was thinking about something, uh, a, a good analogy that would help people understand something that we all can relate to um, about coaching and why you need a, co- a business coach when you're starting a business. And I tell you, this weekend. Um, I bought a new TV stand, right, for my television. Mm-hmm. And I opened the box, and there are a million pieces, right? 
And so I'm excited in the store when I get it because it's just what I want. But then I get it home and I open the box and I'm completely overwhelmed, right? I'm disheartened mm-hmm. because the thought that I had at the store is not the thought that I'm having right now, which is I want to just kick these pieces everywhere, right? So what do I? What did I need? I needed some direction. I needed some guidance on how to put this stand together, right? And then once I got that guidance, once I got somebody to come and help me, then guess what? I was happy all over again. That's what a coach does for you. That's what a business coach is. A business coach is going to help you get through that place where you feel you don't have to feel this hard. It's going to help you. That person is going to help you put the pieces together so that you can smile and be happy and run your business without feeling um, as though this is not something that you want to do. It's not what you had your heart set on, right? And so that that I hope that kind of helps in why you need to really think about a coach when you're starting your business. Exactly, exactly. And that is it happens a lot. Um, and and I, I love to use analogy. You know uh, the bra coach. Uh, and when before she came to the Pink Tech Summit last year, she always gives this testimony and has uh, been on the air and uh, gave this testimony that she was done. The, the 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 business she had been she had written a book about bra fitting. Um, she sold some copies, but she had really kind of let it go dormant. And uh, she came on out to the summit was around people, got energized, got excited. Um, and so now she's out on Periscope and has blown up and just recently said, I, I've reactivated my blogging. So um, it, it was it got her re-energized. And she was literally on the, the verge of just, you know, letting it just fizzle out. So that that's so yeah. important because, you know, when people – when she came and she talked about what she did, it was so unique from what other people were doing and so needed. It just made it obvious, you can't not do this. This is important. And and, and that's something that people need, especially, you know, like we were saying, that you get isolated, you get overwhelmed, um, you get disheartened. And so um, we want to help you through that. And like I said, the whole point is we want you to come to Pink Tech Summit on September 30th, and be one of our success stories. We want you to say, listen, I listen to the radio, the radio show, I reached out, and um, now I'm here. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and, and, and I want to, I, I, the, the last thing that I just wanted to, to cover related to that, actually, because uh, the, some coaching that I've done, too, I found people that are super busy. They're here, there, they're everywhere. Sometimes they go to the other extreme where they're at every networking event. The only concern that I have is that sometimes you have to sit down and do the work. Sometimes you have, and that go, <laughs> I hate to tie it, but tie it into my business uh, analysis class, but sometimes you've got to do your homework. And this is, you know, and I, I know you well, Felicia, I know you well enough to know that, yes, you um, are, are visible, you're out there, but I know the late night hours that you do too, doing your homework and doing the work and doing all the things behind the scenes. People don't see that. So, you know, I, I want to uh, ask you, from your perspective, 
what you think as far as being busy and being too busy and being you know un, you know being unproductive because sometimes you're going to these events you need to go to these events with a purpose too mm-hmm. um so so tell me talk about that I'm laughing I'm so laughing right now because uh one of my clients sent me an awesome article this morning and it's four productive ways successful people waste time let me say that again. <laughs> Four productive ways successful people waste time. And <laughs> you can be busy and not getting anything done, meaning you could be running from one meeting to the next meeting. And, you know, I used to always say people love to meet. You know, they meet just to have say I'm in a meeting. I'm not interested in that. I don't feel that I have to be at every event. I, there are certain events that I need to be at, I will be at. There are certain events I want to support, and I have the choice of doing that, right? But you have to learn what matters most, right? Because achievement-oriented leaders have really figured out what's worth their time and attention. Let me say that again. Achievement-oriented leaders have figured out what is worth their time and attention. That's the most important thing. Absolutely. If it's not at this level, you don't need to be doing it. Exactly. No, I totally agree. And people have to really scrutinize uh, your schedule. You really have to be prudent about that, discern, uh, you know, because it is easy to fill up your schedule and and to be at all the different events and and make you feel as if you want to support every event. And mm-hmm. trust me, you know this is something Technology Express, so David and I go through all the time. We're trying to cover STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. Do you think there's not a day or hour there that there could be a place we could be? And at the same time, we've got to be prudent. And this is where, back to pink tech, this is where you've got to also know how to leverage technology, too. Um, You know, technology lets you, you know, spread yourself. You can clone yourself a little bit when it comes to technology. I'll tell you, at any given time, it drives my husband crazy, but I have 20 tabs open. (laughs) <laughs> so I might be monitoring, reading, tweeting. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so yeah, that's that's the new test of being an entrepreneur. Do you have at least twenty tabs open at all times? Um, if not, you're a slacker. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, um, again, that, use the internet, use technology, and that's what that's some of the series that we're going to offer with Pink Tech too is um, helping both women, men you can come to, but women uh, to help know how you can leverage technology in your business. It is vital to small businesses. It allows you to be and and produce and create and present yourself a lot larger than your real footprint, but at the same time um, and, and get an international audience if that's where what you, your target market is and your, your product has to offer. So, you know, and that that's probably something for people to marinate on. You know, you may have something that you're thinking on a local level, 
you now have the Internet. So rethink what you're doing and figure out how you can do it on a national level, at the very least. And there may even be an international level. But don't just think mm-hmm. local. Expand upon that, especially when we're talking about monetizing uh, on this show. The Internet, you can set up a shop, but it goes back to uh, one tip I will say. If you're on the Internet and you're selling something, you've got to have that digital integrity because, again, people, you know, once you've dropped the ball from uh, that perspective, they also can put you out on blast on the Internet, too. So you've got to have that digital integrity, that customer service, make sure that you are what you're representing. Um, and that said, you can be extremely successful, uh, you know, via the digital media. And, and, again, Pink Tech is here to help you with that. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm, we're winding down our, our hour here, Felicia, and, and I want to give you time uh, because it was, we had a, a very exciting launch last Tuesday of the Pink Tech Institute. Um, so I really want you to take some time for people because if this is resonating with you, if you're in that space and you're trying to make that transition, you know, uh, above and beyond just having a coach and, and trying to uh, leverage people locally, we now have the Pink Tech Institute. So, Felicia, why don't you share with the audience what that is and, and what it means for them? Okay, so you want me to talk about Pink Tech Institute. So the Pink yes, Tech and Institute. And, I, and, I, and I, I, I probably should say Pinkpreneur Institute, which within there we have the Pink Tech track. So Right, right. So, so the Pinkpreneur Academy for Entrepreneurship, I'm very excited about it because not only can we connect with people online, but we can physically connect with them uh, with our campus now. So we have an actual campus. Um, that is in the Cleveland Denard Center here in Atlanta, where we can serve as female entrepreneurs with the classes that they need to be successful. And so we have a master's certificate program, which is an eight-week course on entrepreneurship that they actually graduate from, and they earn professional development credits, right, uh, that they can apply towards their professional license or continuing education. That's really important. We actually do a graduation, cap and gown graduation with them on December 2nd at the Pinkpreneur International Unconference here in Atlanta. So we're really excited about that. We'll be running that twice this year. The other beautiful thing is that we are focused on Pink Tech, which is happening here September 30th, but through the Pink Tech Institute, we offer so much. For instance, did you know that if you're looking to have a career uh, in technology as far as a business analyst or in quality assurance, that Pink Tech offers that? And so not only do we offer that, but we offer technology classes for entrepreneurs as well because at the end of the day, we want to teach female entrepreneurs or females in the workplace how to leverage technologies for profit and exposure. Absolutely, absolutely. So last but not least, please tell them how to get in contact and and how to get more information about all of these opportunities. Well, you can just go to pinkpreneurnetwork.com. We keep it really simple. Everything is uh, located there. If you'd like to become a member of the network, um, in our academy we have over 400 training videos available to you. Uh, Jacqueline is going to be releasing the classes for Pink Tech and it's a lot. It's a lot. I am so proud of 
what we're doing with the network, what we're doing with the academy and the the Tech Institute, uh, because we're reaching everybody across the board um, and giving them exactly what they need because we know what we need as entrepreneurs, and we want them to have the access to the information and the resources. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, it has been a power hour uh, of yes. information. <laughs> And our audience, I, I, I dare say, share this with others. Uh, if you belong to to groups as well, let them know about the new Pink Tech series uh, that we're going to have. This is just uh, step two of the 12-step process. Uh, we'll be on every two weeks. If you missed the previous ones, you can go to our archives. Now, I will say, eventually, this series will become a private series. It'll be uh, part of a package that will be offered when you're associated with Pink uh, Tech and the Pinkpreneurs. So you're getting uh, the early edition and the opportunity, but this is great advice. It's going to go in a book and a workbook, and eventually this will not be online. So take advantage of it while you can. Um, share it, and as well as stay connected with us because there's going to be a lot more information. And save that date, September 30th. I think it's going to be super exciting. I don't even know how the roof is going to stay on because it was crazy. The energy was crazy last year, so I can't even imagine. (laughs) Yes, uh, yes, yes. (laughs) So it's going to be great. So with that, everyone, thank you again, Felicia, for joining us. Uh, thank and thank you. you to all. <laughs> thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you, Jovan, for uh, holding everything down in the background for us. And with that, I want to say, till next time, um, stay tuned. Please follow us at technologyexpresso.com to find out other upcoming shows and series. And thank you very much for joining us. Bye, everyone. Hello, everyone. It's Jovan Grant from Technology Espresso. And I wanted to stop by and share with you all a great organization that I stumbled upon. The Professional Diversity Network wants better jobs for all Americans. When you join this network, you will increase your chances of getting hired, working the job that you love to do. Find a job that works for you at a company that's recruiting talented, diverse professionals. Visit www.prodivnet.com. The Professional Diversity Network also works with companies and organizations that specifically look to hire women, Hispanics, African Americans, LGBTs, military veterans, Asians, and professionals with disabilities. Create a profile today and start applying for jobs. Find your perfect opportunity and match. Also check out the new tool, Resonate, that will help score your resume. You can also view the professional diversity calendar for events and job career opportunities in your town. To find out more about jobs, careers, and networking events, go to www.prodivnet.com. And also follow the Professional Diversity Network on Facebook and Twitter. The upcoming events include January 18th at the Minneapolis Convention Center, February 9th at the NBC Suites at the Dallas Market Center, and February 23rd at the NBC Suite, Crystal City, Washington, D.C. Thanks for listening. Hello, Javon Grant here. Just stopping by to thank our Tech Expresso listeners 
and Board of Advisors for helping to plan some really great programs and series for our 2016 calendar. We have six repeating series. Each series addresses different categories and topics that our listeners rated based on last year's episodes. Series one is called Ask an Analyst with Coop of B2T Training. This series touches on one of the hottest growing careers and small business opportunities on the market and also covers key topics like agile and critical thinking. Series two is our spotlight on headlines related to science, technology, engineering, and math. We will cover headlines from the top diversity magazine publishers and will include interviews with those editors of those magazines. Series three, STEM Unsung, is a series to recognize and interview ambassadors and thought leaders and even some living legends, so stay tuned. Series four, Next Generation STEM, this spot's like the next generation. In this series, we focus on the millennials and the young professionals that are taking the lead in embracing STEM. Series five, STEAM Fusion. This talks about the blending of the arts and STEAM, featuring topics like music technology and how STEAM relates to music. We will be interviewing artists, educators, and spotlighting softwares and hardwares used by innovators in this area. Last but not least, Series 6, The Pink Tech Cafe, which features Felicia Phillips, the pink mogul and creator of Pink Panor and the Pink Tech Summit. This series is a joint dialogue with Felicia and Jacqueline Sanders Blackman, walking entrepreneurs through the 12 steps of going from employee to entrepreneur. For more details on times and dates, or even how to be a guest, go to www. Dot technologyexpresso.com and get a copy of our digital menu for the 2016 year. Thanks for listening. been listening to Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com for a full list of broadcast archives, social media handles, and upcoming shows. Keep up with Technology Expresso while on the go by texting the word LAUNCH to 41411. That's texting the word LAUNCH Four one four one one. Thanks again, everyone, and remember: listen, learn, leverage, launch.